Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets outlasting ostracism. On the last podcast episode, I addressed how one can identify isolation, no matter if it's coming from a classmate, a groupmate, a peer, somebody at your job, somebody at your church, a family member, or even a friend. Isolation is a real thing, and when someone experiences it, it can be extremely overwhelming. But although a situation can be a bit unsettling, it doesn't mean that we can't press forward. And as a child of God, you will experience many situations and circumstances where you most likely will encounter isolation. Understand that isolation is real is one of the first steps to getting through it. But our goal is not only to identify the isolation, but to trust God as our vindicator as we outlast the ostracism. So I know you're saying, okay, you already talked about identifying isolations. You know, how do we deal with this? How do we outlast the ostracism? So these are some tips I'm about to provide. These are just tips. Not saying if you do them, they're going to work. The first thing you know you need to do is what I say all of the time. Ask God for wisdom, discernment, revelation, knowledge, understanding, fortitude, insight, foresight on how to deal with these issues that are concerning you. That's the first thing that you need to do before you even try to listen to anything I'm saying. I already talked to God about this. So then when you've talked to him and the Holy Spirit reveals things to you, if I say anything, it's just a, I want to say a confirmation of what you've already prayed about. You're not looking at me because I'm not God. So you look to God on how to deal with your issues. I'm just providing tips to encourage you. Because God will let you know what you need to do, how you need to handle each unique situation as it relates to every area and aspect of your life. So follow the promptings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit when you outlast ostracism in your group, your family, your class, your work, or any type of social environment that you find yourself in. So tip number one, call it what it is. Call it what it is. People are excluding you. People have excluded me. I'm being ostracized by so-and-so and such-and-such. Such. You don't have to tell them that you know that they're ostracizing you because guess what? They don't care. Now, there probably is a ring leader who is leading the charge of the ostracism directed towards you. They're not trying to talk to you. They have no reason to even want to start a conversation with you. But their little cronies, if they're caught in the middle... Well, they're not caught in the middle. They're choosing to do whatever they want to do. It's a choice. So the cronies who are following this ringleader of ostracism, they probably want to talk to you, but they don't want to be seen talking to you in front of the ringleader. So you might have a few people try to come talk to you in a friendly and kind way behind some fake plants at the office or behind a back stairwell and the science and technology building on your college campus, or they're trying to talk to you in the break room real quickly. Oh, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Just call it what it is. You realize you're being ostracized. Just go ahead and forgive them. 
doesn't mean that you have to be their friend when you forgive them. You just forgive them for their behavior. And you do what you need to do. Because now you know them by their fruit. So all that being nice and private and stuff, they only doing that because they want to play both sides. Identified for what it is. Call it out for yourself. And don't be deceived thinking that just because somebody is talking to you and they're doing it in a secret, they're not that bad of a person, you know. They just, they're this, they're that. No. They call people for who they are. Stop being deceived thinking that somebody's an apple tree when in fact they are poison ivy. They know what they're doing and you need to say it out loud to yourself. I know them by their fruit. The Lord already let me know that I can identify people by the fruit that they produce and what they're displaying. So take a moment, let it sink in and call it what it is. You're being ostracized. People are doing these things to you. Now, what am I going to do to move forward? Tip number two, don't skirt around it. Now, they can ostracize you all day long. But when things need to get done and you have questions and you have things to do, you have some options. One thing could be you either work with them to get the task done, if it's in a classroom setting or a work environment, but I'm primarily focusing on the college setting. So you either work with them or you work without them. But if you need to work with them, you have to just call it what it is. They're ostracizing you, but you got to get stuff done. And this happened to me in a group setting for a presentation. And I couldn't just skirt around and if y'all don't want to talk to me, y'all don't want to talk to me. But if we have to get something done and my grade is on the line... Oh, we just need to, I'm going to just come and intrude this ostracism. I don't care about this. Let me go. You can ostracize and do everything else you was going to do after this assignment is over. And you don't even have to talk to me while we're doing this assignment. But I need to know what's going on so I can get what I need to get. And I'm telling you, you're going to ruffle some feathers, especially when the ring leader, when you put them in a position where they have to address you, where you don't skirt around it. And I, like I said, I've done it before. We was in a group setting, and I just called him out. I said, if I didn't know any better the way that y'all are acting, I would have thought that y'all were ostracizing me. I mean, now correct me if I'm wrong, but don't we have to grade each other and submit our grades to the professor for this project? And my portion of how I rate you and your grade accounts for 20% of this assignment? Now, in that situation... They tried to play it off. No, 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 no. I wasn't ostracizing you, girl. Why Why'd you think? Why would you think that? Nah, I've just been so busy. I've been thinking about, you know, my kids and it's just so much. Stop lying. Stop lying. Because you was talking to everybody else except me. I'm finding out in emails and from other group members that you decided things and you want to go on and do certain things weeks ago and I'm just finding it out yesterday and today. So it had nothing to do with no children, no spouse, no you being busy, no you are ostracizing me. And when I put it out there, they didn't know how to come back. So you could do it that way. Just say, I feel like y'all ostracizing me. Just make it like it's a joke and just call them out. See what they do. Some of them might, you know, skirt and run and try to hide, but 
Then you have some who just point blank period. They don't care. They let you know, yes, I'm doing that because I don't like you. What are you doing in a situation like that? Tell them, hey, I understand you don't like me, but we have things to get done. And just keep going. It should never get to the point where we are making F's and we're performing poorly in class because so-and-so's not talking to me? Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Because then it becomes your fault or it becomes my fault. Not your fault that you're being ostracized. It's our fault that we're not taking action to get what we need to get done. And when you don't skirt around issues, you address what needs to be addressed, and that's the issue. Because that little game that they're playing, let them go ahead and play the little game. But your assignments need to get completed, and you need to let people know you're either in it or you're out. But be careful, because when you deal with the person who is a manipulator, controller, bully, and you call them out on their stuff, they try to create another layer of issues for you. And that could be you addressed them, then they said, oh, I was busy, I didn't, I didn't mean that, this, that, and the other. But now they're working with the group to do a whole assignment behind your back to make it look like you didn't even do anything. And that's happened to me before, too. Same situation, not the same um, incident, the same situation with somebody who's trying to ostracize me. Not trying. They ostracize me. Call them out. You call them out. Then, you know, in that particular instance, we got through it. But in another instance, I called them out. And they did the same. Oh, no, we're not doing it. Okay, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, okay, okay. And these people did a full-on presentation. I'm a part of the group. But they made it look like to the professor that I just did not contribute to anything that they had going on. See, that's why you always have to have a backup presentation. This is a tip within a tip. Any presentation that you're doing, even if it's with a group, have a backup presentation because you don't know what will pop off. See, (sighs) let me stay on target and stay on the story. So... What happens is I call the people out, let them know, hey, I feel like y'all got something going on, like you're trying to exclude me. Like I said, no, we're not trying to do that, girl, but they they did. We were supposed to meet and we were supposed to communicate. I'm reaching out to them. Then it got to the point, I said, I'm going to stop reaching out because I'm not getting anything back. And I said, let me go ahead and just do my little backup assignment because I just had a prompting from the Holy Spirit saying, you need to go ahead and do your own thing. Do your own thing. And I was just like, whoa. So when that came to my mind, I had never done that before. That was my first time when I started doing backup assignments. And I was this was working on a master's degree. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and do this. So I set it up. I had everything. Had my presentation folders. Had my handouts. Had everything just in my backpack, just in case. And I still had that one particular section I was supposed to work on with these ladies in this group. And I get to class. And before I let you know, as a group, we were supposed to present one chapter. And within that chapter, we were supposed to break it up on different segments that we're going to talk about. But since I was doing my backup presentation, I had to cover the whole chapter by myself. So I get to class and I walk in. These group members 
quote-unquote so-called group members of mine pulled this little petty stunt and they were the first people to present I was like a couple of minutes late but they were up there talking and I sit down now I don't know what they said to the professor before they started because I came in a little late and when they were presenting they were looking at me like yeah we got you and one was rolling our eyes and just doing all this little dumb nonverbal cues I guess to let me know like yeah we got you and I'm looking like what did you get uh so they sit down and then the professor calls me out and she just I'm talking about went in Kenitra where's your information why weren't you up here with your group presenting what's going on do you have anything prepared see that's where she messed up when the professor asked me do I Dr. Kenitra Bryant, have anything prepared? You already know I got something prepared. So, you know, I stood up, whipped out my little clear presentation folders, the plastic slip grip, and passed out the presentation handouts to the class, and I started presenting. And that made those women in that group upset. But I was like, yeah. You see, they ostracized me, but... The goal is for you or myself not to skirt around issues and try to figure out what to do in this situation where someone is excluding you. If we leave it up to them, we're the ones who are going to suffer. So the thing is, don't skirt around it. And understand when you stay prayed up and in communication with God and talking to him about your issues, he will let you know what to do. Because in the past, I would have never done a backup presentation. But it was something about that where I felt I had to do it. And I'm glad I followed the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I do backup presentations even when I don't need them. I just have them because you just never know. And tip number three would be to ask God for wisdom on what to do. I already said that before I started the tips. But really take time to ask God, Lord, what do I do? As I'm waiting and as I'm living this outlasting period to get through this ostracism, what do I do? And he'll let you know. The answer might not come right after the words leave your lips. Or they might. But the Lord will let you know what to do. So when he lets you know, follow it. Tip number four is to refocus. So many times we get caught up thinking how somebody excluded you and they left you out, but that's not the right fit for you. Look at it with a fresh pair of eyes of why are they ostracizing me? And if it's because of who I am, then they don't value me and they aren't worthy to be in my company. So don't define yourself by one's distorted view and treatment of you as if you have the problem. No, they probably have the problem. They don't value who you are and who you are. So they can go kick bricks. Tip number five, surround yourself with a dynamic support system with people who love you and have your best intentions at heart. And if you can listen to a podcast or videos while you're at work, or even if you're in the classroom, tune these people out. Focus on the lecture. Focus on what you have to do. Write down in your plan of the things you need to do. And if you can, have some scriptures with you that you've written 
on a note card on your phone where you can read those and just ponder on God's word in the midst of you being ostracized. Because although it's uncomfortable, my thing is you'll be able to get through it. Tip number six is don't let them see you cry or sweat. If somebody's rejecting you and ostracizing you and isolating you, I talked about this the last podcast, but you don't want to get caught up crying to these people. Because if you do that, you're fueling them, making them believe that their behavior is acceptable and they start to internalize that as I get results when I do this because so-and-so cried and they came to me. So now I can control them. Mm-mm. If you have to run to your car, pretend like you're going to take your inhaler or you're going to go to the car because you left something in there, that's when you go cry. You cry and you talk to God and then you go back. But you don't cry in their face. And if you're crying in the bathroom, be careful. Don't be making all that noise. And don't let people see you crying. Go in the stall. Keep flushing the toilet till you get the cry out. Don't be in there whimpering. And I understand people are going to cry. Some people can't control it. But we're not trying to get fuel or fuel these people's disrespectful fires. Because I'm telling you, when they don't get a reaction, they don't know what to do. Whether you're sad or not. Whether you want to cry or not. But we're not going to feed them. You shouldn't feed them. And that's where it comes to refocusing. When you realize, oh, you don't like me? Oh, you don't like me. And then you move forward. (laughs) Because there's one person who likes you. And that's more than the whole world against you. And that's God. That's Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. That's all that matter. And then tip number seven is during the rough patches and even the good times, declare God's word over you daily. I'd find scriptures that confirm that I am more than a conqueror. God will vindicate me. God will restore me. All things are working together For my good, no weapon formed against me will prosper. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. That's 1 Peter, the third chapter, 12 verse. And I just stay encouraged. I remain encouraged because you are filled with purpose and impact. And don't let a hater who wants to ostracize you, gain any traction in your life because where they think they're going, they're only rerouting themselves into a trap. Okay? And a scripture I would like to leave you with is Matthew, the 24th chapter and the 13th verse, which reads, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. This is a reminder for you that no matter the battles you face in life, No matter how long you had to endure them, no matter how long it took for you to stand firm to outlast the issue, the Lord will deliver you and you will be saved. So seek God in prayer and remain encouraged. Remain empowered because you are already equipped to outlast the weapons that are formed against you. They won't even work. 
The weapons won't thrive. The weapons won't progress. And the weapons will not prosper. And the weapons will most definitely fail. Especially if they are weapons in the form of ostracism. So thank you for tuning in. And if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me at college underscore success tips where you will see encouraging college tips and updates. And feel free to subscribe to this podcast and also feel free to share this podcast so that I can continuously encourage you in your academic and personal God honoring targeted goals. Peace and God bless.